0: Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC. Member SIPC.
3: 60 Minutes uh, here on Joy 99.7 FM in Accra and Affiliates uh, across uh, the country as well as Love 99.5 FM in Kumasi. We have a lot of stories coming up for you, including the Chairperson of Parliament's uh, Mind and Energy Committee, Samuel Atacha, who is now staring controversy after visiting SML. Claiming there are attempts by some, some Ghanaians to run down an indigenous company.
4: A lot of people do not have any clue as to what these individuals are doing here, yet they've come to conclusions already. And for me, that is very sad. You don't run a nation in this way that when there's a Ghanaian initiative, and if you don't have facts and understanding, you've never been to their data room.
3: Well, we have the latest uh, for you from the committee's visit to the company at uh, which uh, Tatia also claimed the difference between the period before SML was introduced to Ghana's uh, downstream
4: petroleum sector is uh, like day and night. The Ghana Revenue Authority that hired them and can testify as to what they've done. So what was and what is now is like day and night.
3: While the embattled uh, company, SML itself, is insisting it has raised significant revenue for government through the Revenue Assurance Program.
5: Petroleum tax revenue translates into over the years for the three and a half years on yearly accumulation basis. This translates into over 12 billion Ghana cities as we have put it there and it is unprecedented.
3: We'll give you a wrap-up event uh, today. Also in the package, Ghana Independent Broadcasters Association demands details on infractions committed that warranted the closure of four radio stations in Boku as it serves notice of formally petitioning national security.
6: We've seen the release, but the release does not tell us when those infractions and what those infractions were. because um. they're clear. So we are seeking that information.
3: And we'll hear from the National Peace Council as it welcomes the closure of these uh, radio stations uh, cautioning key actors uh, in the warring district to be circumspecting their utterances. Also no high hopes among the uh, public ahead of uh, the State of the Nation's address tomorrow. As some citizens say, they're indifferent about President Akufwado's last address.
5: This State of Nation address does not interest me. All I know is that we are suffering.
7: We also have business coming up, and uh, coming up, improved liquidity attributed as one of first factors that has heightened current pressure on local
8: currency. Mm. And George will be back in the next uh, thirty minutes for that in sports. Yeah, well, in the Ghana Premier League, Summer takes extend their lead at the top by five points with emphatic win over Adiona Stars. We will bring you more on that,
3: and uh, we have all the latest for you here on News Night. My name is Blessed, So, you're gonna stay with us. We'll be right back.
9: livelihood empowerment against poverty leap program will commence the payment of the bimonthly cash grants money to beneficiary households for the 88th on the 19th February 2024. One eligible member household will receive 128 Ghana cities two eligible members will receive 152 Ghana cities three eligible members will receive 176 Ghana cities and four or more eligible members will receive 200. 12 Ghana cities all caregivers should count their money before leaving the pay point or ask your community volunteer or the social welfare officer to assist do not accept any amount paid to them which is less than expected demand your receipt after being paid and keep it for reference caregivers do not give any part of your money to anyone for any reason caregivers must spend the money on their households nutrition and children Children's education and invest in income generating activities. This is important because the households will not be on the program forever. Please report cases of dead caregivers and give concerns or complaints to your community volunteer, district social welfare officer, or these toll free numbers 0800, 0800 800 800 or 0800 900 900 900 zero zero. The message is from the Ministry of Gender, Children and Social Protection and the Leap Management Secretariat.
1: Breaking news. Vodafone Ghana is becoming telecell. Stay tuned.
3: And thanks for staying with us here on Newsnight, to enjoy 99.7 FM and love 99.5 in commercial affiliates across the country tonight. Chairperson of uh, Parliament's Mines and Energy Committee, Samuel Atacha, has stirred controversy with claims there may be persons seeking to run down Strategic Mobilisation Limited (SML), the company. An indigenous Ghanaian firm has been in the eye uh, of the storm after a recent investigative piece by the Fourth Estate which claimed the Ghana Revenue Authority had awarded a questionable contract to SML worth $100 million a year. GRA and SML maintained there's been no wrongdoing with SML Uh, suing the fourth estate for defamation speaking to journalists after his committee toured sml's facility in tema today samuel atacha claimed it appears some sml uh, was doing some good work that some persons are trying to run down
4: if you have a sense of technology and if you see how there is a monumental um, theft in terms of how under declarations are done uh, i'm afraid They've come to really expose something very huge. And I think the numbers will show. So for us as um, uh, members of parliament trying to familiarize ourselves with what they are doing, we will also take the numbers and roll it out. What I hate is to try and um, uh, do propaganda when you don't have the facts. And that's what some people are doing. A lot of people do not have any clue as to what these individuals are doing here. This company is doing here. Yet they've come to conclusions already, and for me, that is very sad. You don't run a nation in this way. That when there's a Ghanaian initiative, and if you don't have facts and understanding, you've never been to their data room for you to come to terms with what they are monitoring and the world-class audit they are doing, and you come to conclusions that oh, this is a conduit for political bribery and all the kind of things people might want to say. At least much to be desired.
3: Uh, uh, well, Samuel Latouche has also been uh, making some uh, more points on the basis uh, of backing SML. He believes that SML is doing some great work that is saving uh, the public per some cost. Listen.
4: I believe that this is a world class setup. And uh, let's see what the president will say, and then we'll continue. Uh, if you look at what is happening, and if they say this is a Ghanaian initiative, then we should give them a standing ovation as to whether there are any financial feasance or any other thing, I think it will come after what KPMG will submit to the president. Giving um, the whole nation some rest in terms of revenue guarantees by the technology that they've deployed. I don't, think, I don't think I should even speak to this matter. The Ghana Revenue Authority that hide them and can testify as to what they've done. So what was and what is now is like day and night. So, uh, as I've said, I'm being very careful not to prejudice what the president uh, is doing and KPEMG is doing, but very soon.
3: Uh, well, that's the Chairperson of Parliament's Mines and Energy Committee, Samuel Atacha who is a briefing journalists today uh, after 12 uh, SMS uh, facilities. Uh, let's get more from uh, Parliamentary Affairs Correspondent Quick Asante, who's joining us uh, now with the latest uh, on this. Uh, quick with the point is...
10: ...the kind of things they are saying about what they believe they are doing. They believe that they are still saving the country some substantial amount of money. And so in this sound that you hear, you hear from Director of Support Services at the SML, yeah, ask a masterful doctor, who says that SML as an organization has saved the country up to 12 billion cities, and that is evident in some of the things GRA themselves
5: have said about them? We, we do transaction audit. We also do re- audit and assurance for revenue in the downstream petroleum. We work with GRA, and what we do is that. We, are, we use I.O. technology, that is, we have proprietary software and then hardware technological solutions that we bring together to address problems in audit and assurance for downstream petroleum in Ghana. Our performance has been remarkable, and it has been unprecedented. I think that GRA has already said this, and allow me to reiterate when we came into the downstream petroleum the average taxable volume that was there was between 240 250 but what we have done is that we have doubled that volume based on the controls that we have put in place to audit and assure revenue in the downstream petroleum and for that matter we have been able to push from the average taxable,
3: uh, average taxable volume. Uh, Kweku, so the point is being made by SML that indeed they generated some uh, 12 uh, billion cities. Uh, beyond this as well, we know that uh, this, this was a bipartisan tour. Uh, Were the minority MPs on this uh, visit? H- how different is this from the uh, investigations as well being uh, conducted by the Finance Committee?
10: Well, so the finance committee's investigation is officially yet to open, and the the chairman and the ranking are yet to give us some details in terms of what exactly they're doing. But ahead of that, the Mines and Energy Committee is going there. And like you said, the Mines and Energy Committee is supposed to be a bipartisan one, and it's almost split in the middle in terms of the numbers. The NDC have almost the same numbers as the NPP, But unfortunately today, there were only two NDC MPs on the trip. And so I wanted to find out if this committee's visit was truly bipartisan, and whether or not they have the buy-in of the NDC members on that committee. We know John DiNapol is in the Savannah region. He's a ranking member campaigning with John Muhammad, so obviously it's unavailable. But it was only the ranking member, the deputy ranking, the last hour, and then mp for I also East, Nasser Mahamaturi, who were NDC MPs who were on this trip. So we sort of find out from Kamala Atatia why exactly so many NDCs were, M- NDC MPs were absent. Here's how he responded. Two of the members of the...
4: minority with us. And you know, these are our elders. We don't compel them to come along. But they said they were coming. And I don't know what has explained, um, uh, what what will explain the absence. But two of them came. And as you know, we want to just come and know. We have not even started the interrogation of issues. We've not asked them any serious issues. So in good time, we will all be seated. Those who are interested in trying to know the truth, they'll know the truth because they will appear.
3: Uh, and that's uh, the chairperson of the Mines and Energy Committee, Samuel Atacha, speaking there. I must put on record that, uh, of course, we reached out to Manasseh Azaria, winning uh, uh, of the fourth estate, uh, for comments on this. Uh, they declined any further comments for now. Uh, but it's a good time to bring in Adam Senanu, uh, who uh, speaks on anti-corruption. Uh, of course, he's co-chair of the Citizens' Movement Against Corruption. Joining us now uh, on the telephones, uh, telephone lines now. Uh, thank you, uh, Adam, for your time. Uh, are you surprised uh, by the comments we're now here? from the chairperson of the mines and energy committee
6: well yes I am surprised I I think that uh, part of the commentary was quite contradictory on one hand he says he doesn't want to prejudice the commission what the president has commissioned and yet he goes ahead to say that the work of SNL is fine uh, that they have a lot of high technology that the differences between is it night and day uh, or black and white Um, I'm not quite sure why anybody would want to comment at this point when KPMG is yet to provide its findings. And I think that's the kind of clearinghouse effect that um, citizens and civil society has complained about over and over again. Just wait till KPMG comes up with its findings. And and that would be in the best interest of this country. So I, I am quite surprised that Um, um, he would try and make these comments at this point. I mean, if they are doing their visit and they have certain uh, observations, just hang on, wait till the president's uh, commissioned uh, investigation is complete and the findings are in the public domain.
3: Uh, but, but even as we speak now, uh, they have some locus, isn't it? As they mind an Energy Committee of Parliament. They, do they have a point when they say, perhaps we've uh, you know, rushed into jumping into conclusion now, crucifying an indigenous firm? Uh, that's the word he uses. Uh, it appears has been um, positively discriminatory against a Ghanaian firm when he says, we're just attacking a Ghanaian firm uh, when we haven't concluded that, that they've done anything actually wrong. I think it's
6: unfair to all of us when it is done off the cuff and there are no facts and figures properly organized uh, and presented to the good people of this country i think that this country is much better served when a proper coherent you know report that puts together the genesis the historical trends the facts the figures draws conclusions that all of us can you know interrogate we can compare we can check and then we can draw the conclusion that this is actually validated and it is the situation. Um, if any individual speaks to it uh, without providing all of that, I mean, it's a, it's a personal and a subjective opinion without the objectivity that something like this requires. I think it's very unfair for, for him to do this at this point. When the, the president, the highest-ranking office of this country, has commissioned an investigation, let the report be done by no less an entity than KPNG. let it finish, let them put it out in the public domain, and let all of us then you know, collate around the facts and findings of that report.
3: Uh, for you, which of these documents would you put premium on? At KPMG's report. We have the finance uh, committee also doing some work into this.
6: At the moment, I would put much more uh, premium on the KPMG report. I mean, as you yourself pointed out in your in your observations, um, you didn't have one side of the of the house uh, properly represented
1: in this visit. Um, what waiting on a tax return? Hopefully, it ends up in your hands.
6: does that mean to the facts that they've collected i mean um so it probably is not going to
3: give us the best of you know objective views um let's wait for the kpmg report Adam I'm grateful uh, for your time. Here is the co-chair of the Citizens' Movement Against the Corruption. We take you up north now uh, because the Ghana Independent Broadcasters Association Giba, is demanding details on the infractions actually committed by four radio stations in Boko that warranted its closure by the National Communications Authority. Documents cited by Joy News review that the closure of the radio stations was at the instance of the national security and the regional coordinating council the move was made in response to the concerns raised over the supposed uh, dissemination of inflammatory content uh, through boku fm we have source fm zara fm as well as uh, guma fm which are believed to be exacerbating the va- volatile situation in boku maxwell Aguiba of our security desk has been capturing that in a report for us
11: This letter was written on the 23rd January 2024 and it's signed by the regional minister Mm -hmm. um, Stephen Yakubu and it's addressed to the Uh, Minister of National Security and it sets recommendation for closure of radio stations in Boko. Now, at an emergency red sec meeting held on Monday 22nd, January 2024, to review the security situation in the region as it relates to escalating tensions in the Boko municipality, it came to the fore that actions of the four radio stations in the municipality accounted for some of the upheavals resulting in the wanton killings of innocent lives in the conflict. Now, having examined and thoroughly discussed the issue. The meeting, which was attended by the regional director of the National Communication Authority, recommended the closure of these stations. These stations are the Boku FM, SOS FM, Zar FM, and Guma FM. Now, it continues to say that to be recalled that many lives have been lost within the past five days as a result of insightful comments made by panellists of both sides of the conflict. Following our experience with the Rwanda's example, which led to a genocide, it is high time to act now by closing these stations and concludes by saying that we count on your cooperation to help the Red Set nip in the baddest emerging security threats. Well,
5: there's a follow-up letter from the National Security as well. What does yes. it say?
11: So this one is dated 21st February and it's from the National Security Coordinator Edward Asumenin and then I addressed to the Director General of the National Communications Authority. And it says recommendations for closure. Uh, okay, so it says reference the attached letter from the Office of the Upper East Regional Coordinating Council. Mm-hmm. It gives the number and then the date of the previous letter. Right. And it says an assessment by these ministry revealed that the propagation of inflammatory comments by some panelists and presenters on Boku FM, Sos FM, Zara FM and Guma FM have largely contributed to the recent escalation of the Boku conflict, leading to the loss of lives and properties. Consequently, your outfit is as a matter of urgency requested Mm. to close down the aforementioned radio stations to avert the breach of peace in the area.
3: Uh, well, my colleague, uh, Max will breaking down uh, all of the concerns uh, for us uh, with the uh, owners of the radio stations raising concerns uh, with the backing coming through now from Giba. Uh, fortunately, we've been joined on the telephones now by uh, Giba President Cecil Sunqua Mills, uh, who's uh, joining us on Newsnight. Thank you, uh, Mr Mills, for your time. Uh, also joining us is George Sapong, Executive Secretary of the National Media Commission. Uh, before I get to you, uh, Mr Sapong, uh, first let's hear from Giba because... Uh, uh, Cecil, you, you've been raising the point that you know there must be transparency and full disclosure on reasons for which um, all of this is taking place, the shutdown of these four media platforms. Uh, we have at least a sense coming through from the Regional Coordinating Council and the National Security. Uh, enough explanations, you'd say? Uh,
6: thank you. Thank you for giving uh, me the opportunity um, what, what we said is that uh, it's very unfortunate something Boku, and we definitely would want to see an end of it. Sorry, is my line very clear?
3: I've been clear, sir.
6: Okay. So, what we say from the statement that was released, it would have been uh, more informative if we had specifics exactly on what happened, where the infractions when they occurred, etc because I think it's an opportunity for us to use to teach and learn from our patients what they should and should not do. Um, I think George is on the line, which is because in October, we together have spoken to some of these stations on how they should handle issues during the conflict time. But it will be good for us to have the details of exactly what they did and when they did it. So there's transparency in terms
3: of the action that has been taken. Uh, and, of course, it's a good time to hear from uh, George Sapong uh, on what exactly is being done by the NMC. Because ye- just yesterday, uh, management of some of these uh, radio stations disclosed to us uh, that steps were being taken to engage the NMC on this matter, or, you, I mean, vice versa, that you had reached out to them. Uh, what's the official position of the NMC on this? Have you reached out Have uh, engagements, uh, commenced, at least uh, to have these uh, platforms back on air?
12: I think that there are a couple of things that we need to uh, focus on. Uh, Cecil has pointed out that perhaps, uh, he's spoken about transparency of the process. My brother Suleiman Abrahma, uh from Media Foundation for West Africa has spoken about uh, process and procedures, but all of us agree on a number of things. One is that the situation in Boko and the behavior of the radio stations had come to a point that this action was warranted. I think that going forward uh, we can all lesson, learn lessons from some of the suggestions i heard from uh, and the Sule, so that all of us construct a process uh, that enables us to protect a society while mm-hmm. guaranteeing the right to free expression.
3: Uh, uh, but but on the point of engaging management of, of these uh, four radio stations, the answer, they so,
12: that. has already hinted. We started discussions with uh, all stakeholders around the Boku issue way back, I mean, like more than two years ago. And uh, we've done a number of things. I've visited uh, Boko. When I, because of the dicey nature of the area, when I go, I am careful. But we also met with the journalists in Boko. Beyond that, uh, we've had meetings. Uh, Giba, Media Foundation, GJ, Assault, NCA. So it's been a long haul of uh, discussions and engagement.
3: Uh, and, and for you, Cecil, h- how much time do you have uh, in terms of the projections you're making that these uh, radio um, platforms uh, should be back on air?
12: Um, I don't... Uh, oh, okay, sorry, I thought you were speaking. Sorry. sorry I, I am currently... Currently, it will not
6: be very difficult to give you a time frame. But the most important thing is the engagements have to happen like it's happened. This uh, I know Bokumi is a special case. But in other cases that have happened, where radio stations have been closed down, we have been having engagement, and we learn from these experiences. Of course, we do not want that, what has happened to happen in Boko, but uh, once we engage in, we believe that we will come to a point where uh, we'll be able to find solutions.
3: Uh, Grateful, uh, gentlemen, for your time. Uh, Judge Sampong, Executive Secretary of the NMC, and also Cecil Sunkwa-Mills of uh, Giba, President of the Ghana Independent Broadcasters Association, joining us here on Newsnight. Uh, We know that the National Peace Council has been wading into this, uh, saying that it's not surprised by the closure of the radio stations, cautioning that key actors in the Warring District should be circumspect with their utterances. Reverend Dr. Ernest Dujemfiz, Chairperson of that council.
13: Uh, earlier on, we, we had asked that that issue be looked at. The NMC came in, I think the DJ also spoke about it, and that thing had continued. So I'm not surprised that uh, at this point NCA has stepped into this end of the matter. Well, I think that none of us is happy to find any radio or television station closed down it depends on how the individuals involved will conduct themselves and that is what we've been talking about let's be very careful with what we say and ensure that we don't do things that would disrupt the peace and stability of our country and once people speak on air in terms of their hate speech in terms of violence and all of those it doesn't occur well for us so i think that if they can make commitments to assure the public that both things are not going to continue. And probably um, the, the whole thing could be given a second thought.
0: Mm. But Reverend,
14: why are we um, with the mediation process regarding the two factions?
13: Well, the, uh, at least we've been able to bring back the intertribal committee. So we're trying to see how best we can use that process to continue with the mediation. We are also arranging for a meeting with Utunfuo to see how far that uh, his efforts have gone. then we will also see what we can do together with him
11: do you see anything this
3: smile, And you're with us uh, here on News Night on Joy 99.7 FM. Later in this bulletin, the creative fraternity has been plunged into mourning uh, following the demise of uh, Peter Morgan, the lead singer for Grammy Award winning uh, reggae group, Morgan Heritage. All of that coming up uh, in this package for you. But time now for business. Uh, George UF <laughs> is joining us and the State of the Nations address is tomorrow as well. Yeah, it, it, been on Morgan Heritage, very talented group, you know. Indeed. And it's sad that one of the
7: few reggae Good groups to that are left, you don't know whether they'll still go on to be an if I can use the expression
3: of an yeah.
8: intact
3: group. Maybe you know, the
7: calling uh, going is going for your doorstep, you know, my George.
3: Favorite song <laughs> <I'll be laughs> down by the River. I see, yeah, the Looking calling it's coming gradually. Gradually, away. oh, yeah, conscious George. <laughs> anyway, take us up in business.
7: Well, coming <laughs> up in Liquidity, attributed as one fresh factor that has. Worsen the current pressure on the local currency. And many people are even projecting that there could be another policy rate hike to check this. And oil marketing companies warned National Petroleum Authority to quickly address concerns raised about until oil product supply as a heightened oil could affect confidence in the sector. The business news on Newsnight is brought to you by mtn business welcome to the new world of business kingdom books and stationery centers tanks and president chuckle and hero you hey, are welcome back to business on Newsnight. news night now the excess city liquidity on the market might be one of the fresh major factors that has worsened the current pressure on the local currency now that's the advice from data bank research to its investors in an email seen by joy business There is more in this report.
15: Usually in the first quarter of every year comes under some pressure when it comes to its performance against the US dollar. Therefore, for some, the development in the first two months is not surprising. But there are developments that could see this pressure go beyond the first quarter of this year. Data Bank and its advice to investors in an email maintained that there has been a sudden demand for dollars by individuals holding Ghana cities. Now, this is not fueled by the normal demand by businesses to finance their import and operations for this year, but rather persons and businesses that are trying to manage the excess cities that they are holding and go out there and demand more dollars and those that are trying to hedge against inflation following sudden surge in inflation. Another development that has kept some worried is the release of more than 5 billion Ghana cities onto the market by the government for the payment of the new restructured bonds that have matured verse could fuel the demand for dollars. So apart from dealing with the business demand for the dollars and the Bank of Ghana payment the independent power producers, Bank of Ghana may now have to look at managing the excess demand. Verse development, according to some analysts, could fuel possible policy rate hike or some extra policy measures to contain verse excess liquidity.
7: And that is the Business Dex Report. So on the market today, the commercial banks are quoting 12 Ghana cities, 70 pesos as the price for transactions when it comes to their retail client. With the Forex bureaus, you need 12 Ghana cities, 90 pesos to get a dollar. Now, Finance Minister Dr. Mohamed Amin Adam says it is determined to improve SME finding as a strategy to accelerate domestic growth. He admits the recurring challenge is raising the needed foreign direct investment is rather a tough time during the current market. He was speaking at the launch of the 3I Africa Summit in Accra.
6: Our growth strategies often tend to rely on FDIs, which I must admit are difficult to attract under our current circumstances. I am committed to implement programs that generate growth from within with a focus on the growth of small businesses which in most countries generate almost 90 percent of economic growth and jobs sme financing will therefore receive greater attention going forward
7: and that is the minister of uh, finance dr mohammed amin Adam. Now, banks have indicated that they will move quickly to drop interest rates as long as other variables like inflation and the policy rate continues to drop. Inflation rate has declined significantly over the past six months, and some have also argued... Waiting on a tax
1: return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help.
7: The policy rate has also gone down, therefore the banks should respond. However, some have questioned the impact of these developments on the cost of credit. But President of the Organization of Banks, John Iwa says that servicing loans have rather seen some significant reduction
11: because of these developments. We've seen it. Inflation came to single-digit. A T-bill was at over half. And lending rate was around 18. Mm. You understand? So it's not like banks take delight in higher interest rate mm. because the higher the interest rate, they the higher the propensity to, to default.
7: for those loans that were secured under variable terms, are these dropping in inflation and policy rate impacting them? I mean, if you were a borrower
11: and you signed on to a variable takes, rate loan...
7: It, it takes time. Some are saying the banks to respond when oh, these indicators no, 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 no. are going. Once
11: that we, we published the Ghana mm. reference rate yeah. the first Wednesday of every month. Yeah. And the bank if we if we Delay in publishing it, the telephone calls that will be coming here. So you, you are no responding idea. to the policy. The banks reduction. want it quickly are to responding update responding to the inflation rate reduction update their in system. their loans. Of course, once you have, it, delay, you, have a variable rate, you
7: have a variable rate loan, as rates come down, you are benefiting. President of the Ghana Association of Banks, John Iwa. Now, oil marketing companies want the National Petroleum Authority to move quickly and address concerns raised about Central Oil Refining. The association in a letter to the authority reminded its chief executive to bring some clarity on the issues raised about the quality of product supplied by the refinery. The association maintains that if it's not handled well it could bring some confidence issues for product supply. Kukwaji you is chief executive of the Association of Oil Marketing Companies.
11: We are not telling them what they should do. It's a regulator. They do understand what they are supposed to do. Remember, this is a, a trial phase that they are in. They are supposed to meet certain conditions which the regulator has given them. So we are only getting the regulator to go back and look at them, whether they are conforming to the set conditions they give them. Because some places we are suffering. And that's why we are suffering, because we have the product in there and it's creating a problem for our consumers. We can't even inform them. Oh, yes, But if you don't complain, that's what been worse. In a very good system, there should always be a feedback mechanism where if there are issues, there are issues. We just report back. It's worked on. Then we continue. Where everybody has to keep quiet and swallow the thing, that would be worse. So we need an open, transparent system like we have now so that at least we can move forward.
7: Kwaku Jimandria is Chief Executive of the Association of Oil Marketing Companies. If you had invested on the Ghana Stock Exchange, it's up by more than... A percent trading or get about 1.76 uh, percent when it comes to your investment on the market from year to date and that's all uh, for business
3: on a news night well george not so fast uh, <laughs> we know that in the next uh, 24 hours the president will be addressing the nation yeah, yeah, are yeah, your expectations briefly
7: well i think he might be heavy on the economy mm-hmm. and Again, try to give some assurance that he believes that whatever government is doing would get the desired result, and also try to assure us about the commitment to put and spend in spending mm-hmm. in an election year. Yeah. So, the concern because that has always, will be crucial that has to always our been the overruns, and, any, and yes. if you track over the years, our mm-hmm. uh, bane of our economic crisis has always been from our expenditure in an election yeah. year. Yeah. And also being a fund program how are we going to be disciplined in the fund program so expecting to talk about how the fund program has impacted yeah. on the economy mm-hmm. and then the promise about being disciplined when it comes to expenditure yeah. time will tell whether indeed the government will live up to being <laughs> disciplined when it comes to expenditure yeah. in
3: an election year uh, but again expecting <laughs> him to be heavy <laughs> on the economy but yeah time will tell Indeed, time, time is all we have now, and uh, it's all about putting the economy on diet. I, I believe that's the best description of uh, how to put it up. And, uh, of course, uh, many Ghanaians as well on the streets of Accra uh, say that they are indifferent about the state of the nation's address tomorrow. Some of them mm-hmm. are speaking to join News. Uh, of course, uh, President Akufando's address, uh, which is in accordance with Article 67 of the 1992 Constitution, will update Parliament on the performance of government uh, over the past one year. The 8th State of the Nation Address will be President Akufandu's uh, last address to Parliament ahead of the aspiration of his second term in office. But ahead of that exercise tomorrow, uh, some Ghanaians on the streets of Accra are telling Joy News that the current economic challenge have left them with no high hopes in the promises of the President.
14: Tomorrow is going to be His Excellency Nana Dudankwa last speech to address the nation and for me i don't see anything new that he's going to say because what he has been saying from the onset you've heard it several times and he's someone who doesn't go by his ways
5: speech. 50, 20, President has been giving speeches since 2016. He doesn't fulfill his promises. This state of nation address does not interest me. All I know is that we are suffering.
4: For me, I wish he would be going the next day after his speech. Because he has never worked on his promises. Yes, I will vote. And I will vote
10: wisely.
14: He has said a lot of things. And we've not seen what he has done. So I don't know tomorrow, I don't know what he's even coming to say. I mean, to my opinion, he's just wasting his time. His time up. He should just leave. That's it.
11: Since they two grains of power, and we expected a lot. But as we speak, uh, our expectations largely has not been met.
15: So we are left with just a barely 10 months to, I mean, so well, I mean, I could like say if I, uh, them go, them go. See the, the pressure tops more give me. you bar.
3: Well, uh, some of your views uh, there on the streets of Accra industry players as well want President Kofando to uh, spell out clear-cut policies to address recent economic challenges, including uh, taxes, workers' welfare and also the exodus of health workers as well. Uh, we can listen to the President of the Ghana uh, Union of Traders Association, Dr. Joseph O'Bing, and we have the General Secretary of the Ghana Medical Association, Dr. Richard uh, Salome, who are all expressing uh, these concerns ahead of the address tomorrow.
12: We should also not do anything like uh, bringing the bringing back the VAT on electricity that right. is removed. They say we are going to do consultation. Yeah. We are not expecting that this thing come because businesses have suffered in the past. And if the indicators are getting better, we do not bring any further cost of doing business to come and harm or hurt uh, uh, the recovery process that uh, businesses are going to have then we are also mm. we are expecting the government to ensure uh, physical uh, discipline at this time especially
11: when we are entering into the election year. we want to hear the president spell out clear policies to deal with health worker welfare not only doctors i mean even though i speak for doctors and dental surgeons not only doctors we know of various health workers going through burnout because of the workload that we have to go through especially mm. in the underserved areas
3: Uh, Well, it's not just about health workers. Teachers are also in the mix. Uh, Joining us now is uh, President of the uh, Graduate Teachers uh, Association, Nagrat uh, Angel Kabunu, who's uh, uh, speaking to us now on Newsnight. Thank you, Mr Kabunu, for your time. Your expectation, um, knowing that, of course, uh, VAT is also burning on the table, uh, where, of course, uh, just recently you joined the organised uh, Labour to raise your concerns about the imposition of the VAT on electricity. Some of these concerns you say you would continue to push? Well, everyone's uh, good evening. Uh, Angel, uh, blessed speaking here. Uh, it's good to be talking to you here on Newsnight. Um, so, your expectations, briefly, sir. Well, Ivar,
16: I'm sorry to say I don't have any high expectations or positive expectations. In the 11th hour of any major event, I don't know what to expect. Seven years have we been expecting and the story is not a good one to tell. You and I know the mirror of practice that is an important on us as you and I speak, the value of the CD is the uh, falling. Once again, we are t- talking about setting to one dollar. As you and I speak, prices of goods and services are on the skyrocket. So. I don't know what policy or what treatment can significantly change the situation from now to December when we go to the pool. Uh, so for me, I am not expecting anything that can change my wealth of significant.
3: But you know that in politics, um, 10 months at least will be a very uh, significant period of time to to turn things around and and perhaps to address some of the concerns, uh, long-standing ones that you have.
12: Well,
16: if within 10 months there will be a policy announcement that will bring the city down, that the dollar down in terms of its relating to the city. I am waiting to hear that. If there will be any policy announcement that will stimulate production of goods and services in our country and be able to create jobs for our cleaning youth, I am waiting to hear that. If there is any policy announcement that will bring the price of thousands rented or, or papers down, I'll be waiting to hear that. Mm. And I'm sure you and I, we have a conversation tomorrow evening, and I'll point to you that I'm justified in not creating any expectations so i this right
3: Oh, okay uh, and then there are policy measures that uh, you know bother on your uh, the sector within which you operate the for instance uh, the free senior high school policy which is uh, key on the agenda for government uh, any policy expectation review perhaps you are expecting uh, in terms of announcement from the president well
16: the president is already imposed a fiat on any risk. the president is stated clearly that there shall be no review by the president. So, why should I expect that the president speaks his mouth tomorrow? I don't.
3: Uh, interesting point there, and of course uh, we await that statement uh, from uh, the President as he addresses uh, Parliament tomorrow. I expect uh, Joy News to give you a 360-degree coverage of all of the activities uh, happening tomorrow as the President uh, delivers effectively uh, his last uh, State of the Nations uh, address. Uh, Joy News uh, will definitely bring you some updates, and it's time now uh, for Spots uh,
8: Wasbrough here with the latest. Yeah, well, uh, not sure which team you support, but Chelsea <laughs> fans obviously had a very difficult weekend. They Lost to Liverpool.
3: Obviously, to the Man U fans will be happy yeah, about man, that. <laughs> yeah, but they, themselves they lost. They lost yeah. on Saturday. So <laughs> weekend.
8: They will have to manage it. The Arsenal <laughs> fans were cruising now. They are in some really good form. We will wait to see if they can overturn the result against Porto in the Champions League. Here we go. Here we we'll go. work for them. But let's talk about the Ghana Premier League because. Uh, the second round uh, returned um, started this weekend with big win for a cry of folk against real Tamil united and for Kumasi sentikoto they lost all the way at pando to pando hat of lions but today the last game was between the first and the second on the league log fc Summertex they are topping the table at the moment and they were playing Idiana fc who are also second on the table but Summertex were the one who maintained their unbeaten run against Idiana in that game that was played earlier today in doma and in Crow. two quick goals in the first half were enough for nuri amadou's outfit to claim the maximum point at the nana ajeman bedu park now the victory sees the timberjan consolidate their uh, lead at the top with stretching it uh, to five points uh, over second place midiama well head coach of the side is amadou nuri and he says his side where very tactical, and we remain confident that they can win the
14: league. ...and then making them believe in themselves, self belief and then playing to tackle instructions, and then issuing some technical, psychological elements of the game on the pitch. You know, second half, we had, they had to come on it. We knew that's definitely, but they have to be tough. The, you know, not, if you have to show them all the respect you need, because this is their home grounds. And then they, 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 we knew they would come on us, and that's exactly what happened. Only that we took our chances, but we were also very resilient in not conceding another go after the first go. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling good, but there's much work to be done. We still have a long way to go, so there's no room for complacency. So we need to work hard, and every match is very, very crucial as far as where we, we have got into is concerned.
8: That's uh, Nuruddin Amadou over there. Well, so good win for Summer Techs. They are top of the table. And if they're able to win, they only came to the Ghana Premier League about two seasons ago. So, and already they are topping the table. We'll wait to see if they will be able to clinch the Ghana Premier League title. Good move. Yeah, yeah, good, good, good. Black Queens will be in action <laughs> on Wednesday. Yeah. The second leg of that Olympic qualifier all the way in Zambia. So, uh, bring this uh, uh, back. we're not there. paying too much attention to the, to, to the Black Queens, are we? Yeah, but I think for this game on Friday, mm-hmm. it was unbelievable. The attention was great, you know, largely because of the circumstance surrounding the bonuses, you know, created some buzz around the team. A lot of people are <laughs> at the stadium to watch Well, it. the cash is in. Yeah, man. Yeah, but they didn't turn up. So
3: hopefully on Wednesday, <laughs> they will turn <laughs> I see. up. Yeah, that's it. it well, thank you for the latest in the world of sports. Uh, Back here in studio, born to a trader and a farmer in a small community near Akwetia in the eastern region, 30-year-old Dr. Alice Maga has emerged as a global skills development specialist with, and also an advocate with strong determination to give back to her community, country and the world. Despite humble beginnings, she achieved a first-class degree from the University of Ghana and a scholarship to attend the prestigious Oxford University for her master's and then obtained her doctorate from the University of Cambridge before the Age
15: of 30, Maxwell
11: Baba has more. A ceremony at the respected University of Cambridge as Dr. Alice Amiga received her doctorate degree after her PhD studies.
5: Alice Amiga.
11: From humble beginnings to what many describe as the pinnacle of education.
5: I am Alice Amiga. A
11: proactive and determined young Ghanaian who believes in the power of education. In this video, a young Alice Amega shares her passion for science, technology, engineering and mathematics, technical, vocational education training, STEM, TVET. Before age 30, she worked on youth career guidance, youth counselling and skills development with national, regional and international organizations such as the Commission for TVET, the World Bank Group, UNESCO, and more in this interview she talked about her humble beginnings and how education helped her to attain her dream
5: myself coming from a background that is largely from a rural context in eastern region um, a community called boidya in honor of my own journey as a young woman coming from being first generation um, university graduate um, i decided to specialize in education <laughs>
11: It is quarter past nine and five hundred girls drawn from various senior high schools have gathered for the STEM TVET Awareness Day organized by Dr. Lisa Lissabegh's NGO Education and Inspirations Hub. As the event unfolds, various speakers take the stage to emphasize the importance of STEM TVET for girls. Director of Programs, Afiag encouraged the students to consider STEM TVET as a viable career option, highlighting the underrepresentation of women in these fields.
10: You will be
9: exposed to the various career options that are here. And I hope that you take advantage to be skilled, to be skilled, to be empowered, and capable.
3: And that's uh, Maxwell Agba's report uh, read to you, uh, giving us uh, details uh, of... um That amazing journey by Dr. Uh, Alice, you're listening to Newsnight to enjoy 99.7 FM and affiliates uh, across uh, the country. Uh, And we'll be taking some of your messages uh, shortly and bringing you all you need to know uh, about uh, this uh, very latest and unfortunate news that we're hearing of tonight.